Hey Marty, this is my social club out there. I'm supposed to say something random and funny right here. You tell your crew, I tell my crew, we party all night. I stays dive off the tap rope like Macho Man. If I hit your mama with an elbow, then I'm sorry, fam. Y'all better know it. Y'all better know it. Misfits and minor are lions and tigers. In other words, animals, animals, animals. Oh yeah, What's going on, family? Oh my goodness, it's been a long time, and I feel amazing. I feel great. We're back. 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 Hold on, let me turn this thing up. Let me turn this thing up. We're back, baby. You know what it is. Listeners, national, international, domestic, wherever you are, wherever you are, go out and big up yourself. What's going on, family? This is your brother, your friend, in some cases, uh, your pastor, whatever you consider me. It is Sergio Nazir Chavez reporting live and direct to you and yours. I am here with my beautiful, amazing, incredible bride of 10 years. And we're back. We are back. And I am Francesca Chavez. (laughs) Pleased to be back with y'all. I know it's been a while. My goodness. Listen. This is a special recording. This is low quality. We didn't pull out any equipment. We're doing this straight off the iPhone. And Zoom. And what you're getting ready to listen to is a very special episode that came from a Zoom recording that we did where it was alive. And I'll let you talk about um, uh, where this audio came from. But welcome back to the CPO5 podcast. This is your place for encouragement, inspiration, empowerment when it comes to relationships, marriage, singlehood, family, family, ministry, and everything, everything in between. If you're not already following me, make sure to follow me at I am Sergio Chavez across my social platforms. Baby, tell them your platforms. And I am at Francesca P. Chavez across Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, I'm not really on there that much. And we want to welcome back the party animals. Come on, party animals. Yeah. Go on, big up yourself. Can you tell my husband is very excited? Listen, to be back? man, I'm excited to be back. I want to welcome back the party animals, the CPO5 family. And I want to welcome all of those that are tuning in for the very first time. Usually, our recordings are much better quality. But we said, if we don't do this, we are never going to do this. It's now or never. So I said, let's get on the iPhone. Let's introduce this special conversation that we had, which was pre-recorded. But let's welcome the family back. It's been, my goodness, since February that we recorded. I'm so sorry, guys. You go ahead and apologize. This is all your fault. No, I'm kidding. I'm playing. I'm playing. 
<laughs> Listen, family, we're going to get into so much here in the following weeks. We're going to catch you up on everything. We're in the middle of so many so different projects. Much. You can't even start talking about it. No, before. I'm not going to talk about it. You have I start, to come back. Yeah, you got to come back. We're going to fill you in. to an episode. It, this, just the <laughs> intro will become a whole episode. Yeah, but just can. know that we have been working so hard, doing so many different things, so many projects that we're excited to share with you all, the CPO5 family. We have not forgotten about you. You have been in our hearts. We have been meaning to do this for so long. And I'm glad to introduce now what is what is season two, season two. of the CPO5 podcast. Come on, let's, 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 let's celebrate. So, you know, we are coming out with episodes. We're working out the strategy to make sure that this is getting done. So um, our, our team... That's, that's that's a part of the church family. Uh, you know who you are. This has to be scheduled in. <laughs> we got to do this um, because we've committed to this to this podcast. We believe in it. We have uh, we have a conviction about it. We know that God has been using this. That God is breathing on this, and many people have been blessed. The last episode, um, episode twenty. Um, uh, we, I was the most listened to, and I think because it was the last one, everybody's yeah. like, Where this podcast been? So they just were playing it over and over. <laughs> but I just want to give a major shout out to all of the family, faithful listeners. Um, we thank God for you. Thank you so much for tuning back in. We're excited to get back into this. We're pushing each other, challenging yes, each other, yes. praying for each other. So, in the midst of all uh, that is taking place, we want to make sure that we continue to do this because we believe in this and we want to continue to pour out to you uh, for your for your uh, season you know whether yes. you're single whether you're married separated divorced whatever season you're in we want to we want to minister to you we want to be a blessing to you we want to encourage you we want to empower you we want to do all the good stuff we've been doing over all the last the 20 episodes and we're going to continue the party going uh, so much has been happening we're not going to even begin to tell you all the birthdays have been rolling out uh, <laughs> a, a building project uh, business project Projects. Okay, that's Listen, it. we're gonna. Stop. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I said we weren't <laughs> gonna do that. But anyways, tell the people just. Um quickly what they're getting ready to listen to where did this audio come from uh we were just in mexico fill them in quickly and then yes. we'll get right into yes. the q a yes so we actually recorded this audio in mexico from the city of Cancun. we were celebrating our 10-year anniversary oh come on come on come on come on come on i love you babe i love you too more in love with you today than i was 10 years ago. 15, well, it was <laughs> well, really 15, 15 years, years ago, but 10 years of marriage, yeah, 15, girl. 15, you was mad scrawny, but now you... Nah, mm. now I look like I've been married for 10 years. Yeah, yeah, now you look like you've been married for 10 years. <laughs> but I like you better this way. I love you more. Um... But we were we recorded this in Mexico. For those of you who do not know, if you're not following me on my socials, <clears throat> I hope you do so at Francesca P. Chavez. Mm -hmm. But I have uh, I launched over the summer a program called I Am the Wife, nice. which stands for I Am the Woman Imparting Favor faith, Ever Every Day. Every day. I was yes. about to say faith every yeah. day. But it's faith, <laughs> oh, but faith that, and favor. That actually is good. I have favor every that day. One. I like but that. But it is woman imparting favor every day. That is the acronym for wife. So um then we started that program I believe it was in July. Yeah. I believe, yes. I started in July. It was 10 weeks. We ended up doing a bonus 
session because I just it's too hot to say goodbye so we ended up doing a bonus session and that ended up being week 11 and that was a Q&A with my husband and myself and we invited the ladies who were part of that program to also invite whether it's their husbands their boo things if they have you know their partners um or just a friend to come in and listen in with them for that last session. So that was very exciting. We got some great feedback, some good laughs. And we're just excited to be able to share this with you because it was a Q&A session. We got asked some very good questions. Loved it. It was a great, great time. Great questions um, around just marriage, relationships, uh, relationship dynamics, all of that good stuff. So we hope that you will enjoy this as much as we did. Family, we appreciate you. Again, as wifey just here mentioned, we hope you are blessed, you're empowered, you're encouraged. We love you. We thank God for you. And we can't wait to be back to share all the exciting things that are taking place. Make sure to subscribe. If you're not already subscribed, make sure to rate this R-A-T-E, rate this on Apple Podcasts. We're on all major streaming platforms. We are on Spotify. Make sure to like this on Podbeam. Share this, share this, share yeah, this. Share, share, share. Because someone will be blessed. You never know who you will be... be uh, who, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. You never know who you're going to bless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, every time you hit that share button. So make sure to do that. Be a blessing to someone else. And I cannot wait to be back with you all. We cannot wait yes. to party along with you for season two. two. Yes. Season dose is coming and we coming in hot. We're coming in. Coming in hot. <laughs> and I'm excited about it. So until we catch you all on the next episode, peace, love, and, and God, God bless. bless. Enjoy the episode. With that being said, whew, got all of that out the way. We are going to go ahead and get started. Come on, man. Let's turn up. Let's turn up, man. Let's turn up. I, Listen, this know? is no, this is oh. too. This is twofold because not only are we recording this for the I am the wife program, but this audio will be taken for the Chavez party of five podcast. podcast. All right. So we're going to turn up. We're going to have fun. <laughs> Because this is going to be used not only in this setting, but we're going to share this, uh, at least just the, the, the answers to the questions that you all asked. We're going to use that content to uh, relaunch our podcast. If you didn't know, we have a, a podcast that streams across all major platforms, Spotify, Apple. We are on Podbean. Uh, I think we left it off season one, 20 episodes. If you have not gone back to check it out. We have 20 episodes that we have already recorded. And I think it's been, I don't know, four, five, six months. I don't know. It hasn't been six. Maybe like four or five months. It's been like four or five months or so uh, that we have not recorded, but we're getting ready um, to, to do season two. And this will be the first episode from season two. So we are going to turn up, have fun, answer questions, and get you some good wisdom information that yeah. will really be helpful. I'm excited about so, being So since here. it is for the podcast, we yeah. just want to let our podcast listeners know that i am the wife is currently on this podcast and yeah. that we are answering their questions yeah. so um we're gonna go ahead and get started babe we got 10 questions oh, we got two, 10 questions okay yeah. All right. i remember you actually said you wanted to do 10 i wanted to do 10 for our <laughs> 10 year anniversary so and uh, then we'll kind of you know maybe we'll get into some stuff that's a little outside of this 
uh, within within a good time. Yes. Okay. So let's let's start. Um, okay, I'm just gonna start from the bottom and work uh, from the bottom and we'll work our, our way up. Okay. So question number one. Suggestions for you and your partner to grow spiritually together. Do you suggest praying together out loud, etc.? This is um, from someone who is a newbie in her walk. Okay, that's so, that's a great question. Suggestions uh, for her her partner to grow spiritually together. Suggest praying together out loud. A newbie. Okay, so this is a great question. I would start. Yeah, you already you already answered one of the one of. Um, uh, a way, a way, yeah. One of the components that I would have answered it with, which is yes, you want to definitely have some time where you're where you're praying together, because when you are praying together, not only is it an opportunity for you to to grow and be stretched in your own personal walk, but it's an opportunity for your your spouse, your partner, for them to hear the kind of prayers that you are praying for them. So let me let me let me kind of break that down. Oftentimes we'll tell a spouse or a partner, I'm praying for you. I'm usually actually funny is in a negative light. Like if they're acting up, you say, I'm praying for you, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> but we shouldn't, we shouldn't wait to tell our, our spouses, our partners that we're praying for them only when they're acting up or when they're irritating us or when they're doing something wrong. We should encourage and affirm our partners always by letting them know, listen, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you uh, uh, that God will strengthen you, encourage you, guide you, lead you. Because when someone knows that they're being prayed for, it is it is strengthening. It is empowering. So, yes, um, not only is it good for them to know you're praying, but for them to actually hear what are the kinds of prayers right. that you're actually praying for them? Because watch this, when you pray for them and you, and they're hearing the specific things that you are praying for, they actually begin to see that manifest or, or come to fruition in their lives for themselves. Right. So if you're, if you're, let me give you an example. So if, if we, if we are holding hands and we are praying, Lord, thank you that you, that you have given me an amazing wife, a woman of God. And thank you, God, that, you know, you're going to, you're going to make her a powerful, uh, X, Y, and Z, a powerful teacher, a powerful, this, that, the other, whatever is in your will. Then what begins to happen is those things begin to actually happen and manifest. So you see the fruit of your prayer, right? You know, right in front of your eyes, or they begin to see it right in front of their own eyes too. Right. So Praying together is very powerful and it doesn't have to be long. I always encourage, especially if you're new, just take 30 to 60 seconds where you're able to hold hands, you're able to pray out loud. You don't have to do this, this, this crazy ritualistic ceremonial thing. Just speak to God from your heart in your own language, sincerely from your heart. And believe me, God hears those prayers, a sincere prayer. So lift that up. Yeah. I encourage you to get planted in a church. Yes. I was going to just, you must that. get planted in a church together. If you want to see yourself grow along with your spouse, your partner, you must get actually, you must actually get planted in a church together. Yes. So what does it mean to get planted? It's not just attending. Attending is wonderful, but that's just foundational. That's the first step. True growth comes when you get connected to the church body, when you actually begin to serve within the church. I'm sure in whatever church um, you get um, connected to, there are many areas and capacities that you can serve. So uh, begin to serve because that is the, what catapults you to grow and to flourish spiritually. Um, you can be doing something together in a particular area 
of ministry together, or you can pick, you know, uh, you pick one thing to do, your partner picks the other thing to do because it speaks to them, it resonates to them, or, or they feel led from God to, be, to serve in that particular capacity. But as you are growing individually, as you've been taught here, you will always come together. The growth will always be mutual and will bring you closer together. I always say that there's nothing greater. There's nothing that produces more growth in a relationship than two people when they come together and begin to serve God together. That's right. It may look different from us. You know, we're pastors We we speak and we teach and we do so many things. You, uh, in your life, it may look differently, but regardless, the outcome is the same. When you serve God together, uh, it produces tremendous growth. It bonds, it strengthens, it unifies the relationship. So getting planted in a church, getting connected, not just attending, mm -hmm. actually getting connected. So find out how can I deepen my walk and get connected in the church? How can I serve? Uh, praying together, of course. Uh, and then also, you want to encourage each other with the word of God. So I encourage you, there are so many devotionals for relationships. So you can get devo, devo what we call Devo, which is short for devotionals. You can get Devo books. You can get um, a lot of resources and materials. And even if you ask uh, Fran, who I affectionately call my love, Franny. Uh, so I'll, from now on, I won't refer to her as Francesca. I'll call her, you know, Franny or my wife. Uh, anyways. You, you can ask for resources, devotionals, Christ-centered material, books, um, even things that are short reads, like very brief, um, condensed, concise uh, reads and materials where you can spend three to five minutes together. You read a verse, you read a devo, and you just encourage each other with that devotion. And you begin to ask each other, what did that, uh, what did it speak to you? What does this mean to you? And believe me, that those four things that I mentioned, getting planted, beginning to serve, praying out loud together, um, beginning to encourage each other and affirm each other with the word of God, will, I'm talking about, it will strengthen mm -hmm. your relationship. It will make you all grow spiritually together. Yes, yes. That was good, babe. You said the last two that you said were the ones I was going to say. So. Oh, okay. Oh, so, you just took over. That's okay, okay. okay. That's okay. Let me, okay, you That's answer okay. the next one. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so next one, next one. If trust is broken in a relationship. Oh, let me make sure that this is okay. Yes. If trust is. Go down. Oh, okay. Yes. Sorry guys. That was <laughs> wrong order. Okay. I just scrolled. Okay. So the next one is we'll leave that one for after. What are the best date ideas that has helped you grow closer? So the best date ideas that have helped have helped us. Go ahead. So, oh, I love this one. Um, this is a really good question. And honestly, when it comes to dates, I always recommend people to, or couples, to do what they love. So it's one thing to get a ton of ideas from other people about, about what you can do, which is, that's wonderful, that's great. Um, but you all know each other, you all know yourselves and you also know each other best. Right. So for example, if somebody was to be like, oh yeah, like if you do a picnic date, that's gonna be amazing. Or like go, go on a hike together. I am not, 
I am not an outdoor person. <laughs> She's not about that life. At she don't want to go hiking. She don't want to. She don't want to do nothing out. Anything outdoors. Anything. Count her out. Anything. <laughs> if I'm outside and I'm eating food, I don't want bugs flying around my face. I don't need to be swooshing bugs around for my food, like any of that stuff. So anything outdoors for me is just not a fun time. I, and I know you're like, but you're in Mexico. Like, what? listen, I'm in Mexico. <laughs> my husband is the one going to the beach. I am, I am enjoying myself in the comfort of this beautiful suite. So yeah. I'm just saying. So at the end of the day, I'm going to throw out some suggestions. But at the end of the day, it's, it really is important that you know, because you know yourself best, your partner knows themselves best. You all know each other best. That you do do things that you enjoy to do. Yeah. Um, so while you could ask a million people for ideas, that doesn't always mean it's going to be enjoyable for you. So I wanted to start off by saying that. But um, just some suggestions for anybody who does want to take them. Uh, an obvious one is going out on breakfast, lunch, or dinner dates. Those are usually very easy ways to, um, you know, to connect. And when I say connect, I mean, like, you've got to put your phone down. Yeah. So you're not going to be the couple. Like, every time we go to a restaurant, there's couples all around us that are eating, but they're not saying one word to each other. So when it does come to dating each other, you have to be intentional. So intentionality looks like we're having the conversation before we get into the car. We're going to X, Y, and Z. One of our favorite spots is Busboys and Poets. We're going to Busboys and Poets. We are not going to be on the phone together. Or yeah. like, you're not going to be on the phone. I'm not going to be on our phones. We are disconnecting so that we can be intentional about having conversation um, and just getting to know each other on a deeper level. So you've got to be intentional with the dates that you do have. So uh, those are obvious ones. Um, then you can have dates in, inside like it doesn't or or dates that don't necessarily require you to spend money so you can do walks in the park um as dates those are opportunities for you to de-stress your mind by connecting with nature and also having deep conversations again i'm not like the biggest outdoor person so <laughs> those aren't necessarily things that i always enjoy or love to do but i remember that when i was pregnant um going out for walks was actually very enjoyable for me and it helped me to de-stress and also get activity in my body. Um, so there's that. And then believe it or not, I mean, again, this is, this is my husband and I, because ministry is life. We love things where we are poured into. So, um, not just pouring into each other, but where others are pouring into us. So we will, um, attend conferences or, um, attend talks or, you know, go to a live show or something together where we are both being edified in, you know, one way or another. So those are also things for us that, that mean the world because they're strengthening us um, spiritually or there's a component of personal development. And then we're talking about some of those things. So those are all things for us that have been, um, that have actually helped us to grow closer together. But I do just want to emphasize that it's always good 
for um, for you guys to do things that you truly both enjoy. And oftentimes those lists, the best way to make those lists is for you guys to sit down um, and talk through those things. For some people, they love cooking. So like cooking a dinner together without the interruption of kids or, or anything of that nature are um, great date activities. But at the end of the day, whatever you do, you've just got to make sure that you're being intentional with the date. If you're calling it a date, be intentional with it. That's good. Do you have anything yeah, no, I was going to say, you know, now online, you can literally find um, 101 date ideas yeah. you can on TikTok. The best places to eat, you know, like foodies, they go to different, like based on their city and state, they can find the best places in this area, in the DMV or, you know, in, in, in the tri-state area. You, so you can find so many things to do. But again, the point is, find what is best for you if you have not yet discovered what is best for you then experiment yes, this which is what the, which is the exploring part that you mentioned exploring it is 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 critical and it is it is very easy to know what is not for you because mm -hmm. when you're doing it you say yeah this is not for me or i don't enjoy this so then you know it's no harm no foul you just you just cross it off the list and say we won't do this again and you begin to find for instance in the beginning of our relationship we experimented because we were still we were still uh, learning each other we was we were still trying to figure out uh what we enjoyed uh so we would go for walks and hikes and I learned that she didn't like being out there. And then, you know, there were moments where that caused tension because, you know, I, I, I would want to be out if we're, if we're going to a beach. Like, I want to be out. I want sand in my feet. I want to lay in the sun. I want to be in the water. I want to be in the water for hours. I don't care if I'm burnt to a crisp. It don't matter. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I love the water. I'm talking about I'm a beach boy. I'm a pool boy. Like, I love being in pools. I love being in waters. I love swimming. Uh, I love water sports, but things like that. But uh, I quickly learned that you didn't like that. So My compromise. My repels water. <laughs> so we came to a compromise. And I think I'm sure we'll answer that same answer in, in some other questions. You know, the key to, to um, remaining solid and strong is, is, is compromising, communicating and compromising. So we came to a compromise. We discovered we love going on lunch dates. Like that became our thing. Uh, picking a, a, a place like for us, we love breakfast and brunch foods. That's our thing. So yeah. we, breakfast and brunch and seafood. We love seafood, but but it's particularly like for dates and things like that. We said, you know, uh, let's go to diners and, and and this and that. And wherever, whenever we travel, we like to we like to eat good breakfast. So, anyways, back at home, we found us uh, uh, maybe a couple places that we really liked. Ended up going with one. Uh, so we have our go-to place and we just set, the, the go-to is uh, just to have some time over a lunch, over brunch, and, and, and we build off of that. Exactly. We have deep conversations, we connect. Um, so and that's how we grow closer together. So be uh, intentional. So do that. But being intentional is the key. Yeah. Be intentional. Okay. How and when do you know it is time to seek counseling? That is a great Question. That's a great question. How, uh, how, when do you know it's time to seek counseling? When you have exhausted all of the resources that are within your means. Yes. Say that again. Babe. When you have exhausted all of the resources 
that are within your 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 reach. So can I just can I just go ahead. add to this? Go ahead, add to it. Because I know you're gonna sure. further explain. But I just I wanna be clear with that because oftentimes we think counseling is like the second option or even the third option. Um, and so while it is, we are actually not opposed to counseling at all. We think it's a great, it can, it can be a great preventative. Um, but for most people, it ends up being an intervention. That's what it is. So, um, but when it does come to exhausting all of the resources, that literally means that there could be 10 different resources that are within your reach before you get to counseling. Um, and oftentimes what I find is that when it's, and this goes back to the girlfriend tribe or have, or, or the, the session that we did on influence, I believe it was session seven, the power of your circle. When you don't have people around you who you can trust, who have a track record, um, who are problem sol solvers and are looking to provide solutions. They're just there for you to vent and they'll join you in a pity party, but they're not there to help provide solutions. You gotta find yourself, you need another circle <laughs> because um, it's very easy for us to say, I don't have resources because I don't trust anyone. I don't have resources because there's no one I can go to. Um, and while that might be the case for some of us, right? Others of us just have a trust issue. And so we prefer to trust a stranger, a counselor, more than we trust people who genuinely have an interest in seeing us grow. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to just make that point when it comes to exhausting all of your resources, because so often we think, I'm not gonna go here or I'm not gonna go there because of my own personal trust issues, but I'd, I'd rather trust a stranger with my situation. Um, and that's actually bypassing a resource that could end up being very helpful to you. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure to-, to That's really that. good. I would, again, uh, we, we, I myself would like to clarify, we are pro-counseling. Yes. We are for it. Uh, the one, the one thing I would like to mention when it comes to counseling again, it's, um, oftentimes what I have found with people seeking, uh, counseling or, um, uh, you know, professional help, if we call it that, is that because they're paying a good amount of money for it, mm. that they expect the counselor to do the work for them. Yeah. And I think you're gonna make a very grave, serious mistake believing that, okay, I'm paying thousands of dollars or my insurance is paying out thousands of dollars. So surely after two sessions, mm -hmm. everything's gonna change. But what you realize is that counselors, again, they're simply to treat. Mm -hmm. They are not able to, to get to the root for you. Mm -hmm. So they you, ask questions to guide you. They ask the questions to facilitate and to guide for you to actually do the work. Mm -hmm. So before you just jump out, like this happens all the time, like something like a crisis, we're going to counseling, we're going to, but it's like, it's not like magic where you just step into a, a, a counselor's office and then all of a sudden 
everything you know is going to automatically be transformed. No, you got to do the work. So exhaust exhaust your res your resources in terms of there are people around you. Again, like you mentioned, there are people around you that that can potentially be of tremendous support and help. Have you really looked toward those people that God has sent your way? Right. Have you really leaned on their wisdom? Have you have you pursued? Um, have you have you have you exhausted that relationship? Not not exhausting them, but have you done everything within your power to pursue? A person that is around you could be in a ministry, could be a coworker, could be somebody that you know is where you desire to be. Yes. But you you have not reached out, you have not set up a time, a coffee date, you have not set up a, a conversation, a meeting of any of, of any form. Uh, but again, you're just you're 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 somehow in your head taking a shortcut. I'm just gonna go to a professional to because it's everything's gonna be easy if I just go that because of a lack of trust, but realizing that. The finances is, is a big piece. And then you still have to do the work. Mm -hmm. And so there are resources that God will send your way. There's, again, are you doing the work spiritually? Because a lot of times, again, a counselor is not able to, to, to get to the root of spiritual things, emotional things. you got to be willing to do that work yourself. you got to be able to, to go to God in prayer yourself. you got to be able to dig in the word of God for yourself. And I know there are people from different um, walks of life and different you know, even levels of faith here. So I'm just speaking, I'm kind of putting my hat on my hat, uh, my pastor hat role. Mm -hmm. So you all excuse me, just indulge me because I am a pastor. I can't get away from it. So y'all excuse me. But yeah, you know, I do want to mention that it's getting dark up in here. We yeah. might need more lights. Um, anyways, uh, so, so what I'm getting at is you've got to be willing to do the work. So what's powerful is it when you're, when you're able to, to do the work, so you're doing the work and then Counseling is like a complement mm -hmm. to the work that you're doing as opposed to it is the only thing that you're doing. Right, right. So you're just going to sessions, you're getting asked questions and you're answering questions and you're getting heard. And then there's no follow up. There's no intentionality. There's no um, soul searching. There's no prayer. There's nothing being done. Transformation doesn't happen that way. So counseling because I've done it, my, by the way, I've done it myself. It's always, it works wonderful when it's an add-on, when it's a compliment. So you're doing the work, you're going to God, you're seeking God, but also it's something that you, that you, that you kind of put to have more tools in your tool bag, I think is a wonderful thing. But the answer to the question plainly and simply is, have you exhausted the people, uh, the, 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 the resources, have you gone to the people that God has assigned to you, the people that are near you, the people that have um, uh, the best interests in mind and in heart for you? Have you gone to them? Have you been intentional? Have you sought out the mentorship, the counseling? Have you gotten connected to I am the, <laughs> I am the wife? Have you pursued the girlfriend tribe? Like these are all forms and ways uh, to aid you and to support you. That's right. That was good. Thank you, babe. Yeah. Thank you for sharing as well. I don't know if people are, are you all enjoying this so far? Let me know here on the chat. Just comment. Let us know if you're having a good time. Otherwise, you know, we feel like we're just talking to ourselves. <laughs> no, they are. They're <laughs> having a good time. Y'all enjoying this? Good. Let That's us know. Good. So true. Okay. Wonderful. Um, okay. This is a fun one. Do you think spontaneous lovemaking time or scheduled time is best? This is someone who's struggling to keep up with their partner's re request. Okay. Spontaneous lovemaking or scheduled, or time. scheduled time. Both. Yes. Both. You both. both. You need both. Okay. You need time where you schedule. 
You need time where it's spontaneous. It's not one or the other. I say both. The reason I say both is because the reality is just one approach doesn't work. So if you are always saying, you know, that's scheduling stuff, like, you know, what, what is this work or what is this business or what is this like? Um, the reality is if you think that you're just going to spontaneously uh, uh, have a healthy uh, sexual relationship with your spouse, I want to let you know that that's not going to happen because so much happens in life. We get so consumed by work and in, in, in some cases people, uh, you know, business or in some cases ministry, life, children, your own, your own health and so many things like and chores and laundry and cooking and this and the other. Like, life can be so consuming. So yes, it's okay. If nobody's ever told you, maybe you've told them this already in one mm -hmm. of the sessions, it's okay to schedule some time, just like you can schedule a date. And listen, it works, it works great if you're able to schedule a dinner, right? Yeah. You schedule a date. It, it, so look at it as, you know, I, I, I'm, it's like I'm scheduling a date. I'm not scheduling like a... In, <laughs> like it's not like meet me at this time for this. Although that can happen. Like let's say during the day, yeah. you guys were texting each other and flirting. Yeah. And then it's like, I can't wait till I get home to you so I can rip off your clothes, whatever the case might be. That's one thing, right? That might be like it was spontaneous. No one scheduled that this was going to happen today. Um, but like you were saying, babe, then you have other times when it's been a while so you really do need to um, to just put some time on your calendar. Yeah. And and like you were saying, it's not necessarily time when you're going to say we're going to have sex at 10.30 p.m. tonight. It could literally be we're going to spend time together. I know for you and I, that's the way that we usually say it. We say we're going to spend time together and time together usually means that he wants it to end a certain way. So that's my cue of, okay, we're going to spend time. She's putting it all on me. <laughs> don't, put, don't put that all on me. She says, Sometimes. usually it, it means for him, no. You say it more than I do. I'm fine going to sleep every night. <laughs> but so, so yeah, so you're going to need both. Okay, so I hope that that answered that question. Um, okay. Um, we did these for ooh, time. Okay. Let's get through these. Okay. This is a good one. If trust is broken in a relationship, how do you learn to trust again? And if you can't, if you just can't seem to get the trusting, right, what does that mean for the relationship? There is no relationship without trust. Yeah. There is no relationship without trust. Trust. It means consistency. It means stability it means that there is a track record. So trust is not, trust is not a promise. Trust is actually seeing action on a consistent basis. So there is a, tra uh, there is a track record. Once the trust is broken, and if you are still committed to the relationship, you have to rebuild. Now, if you had a good foundation, you can always rebuild, repair, and restore, just like a building. If there's been a natural disaster on this building that we're standing in, by the way, um, where we're at here in Mexico, they experience hurricanes, they experience great storms. Relationships get hit with storms. And when, when there is a particular storm that affects the relationship and the trust is broken, where it seems like 
the the house of the relationship the windows were torn the door came off the hinges where now the relationship has collapsed and fallen you can always rebuild if there was a solid foundation right but if there was if the foundation was cracked from the beginning the reality is that it will feel as if the relationship is on life support mm -hmm. so the thing is if there's a crack foundation, then you have to do even more work to rebuild to first, not just rebuild, but establish a, first, foundation. a foundation. And you have to literally go to ground zero. You have to start from scratch and start the relationship as if it is brand new. If you are committed to that. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but if you had a solid foundation, there is still work, not like, not like the scenario I just explained, but there is still rebuilding and repairing and there has to be consistency. There has to be accountability. Mm -hmm. There has to be, you have to have the right support in place. You have right. to have um, your tribe. You have to have your community. You have to have, um, you have to have guidance. You have to have prayer. Um, you have to really be committed to the rebuilding process because let me tell you, restoration is always messy. Yeah. Just like a renovation in a home, when a, let's just say a building was torn down, it's gonna be messy because that means that you have to go through all the filth, all the junk and all the mess that caused the building to collapse mm -hmm. and you have to be willing to face it head on. Right. You can never rebuild this wall if it has a hole and just by simply trying to cover it up and say, I just rebuilt it. So a lot of times, Man, I wish we had time. <laughs> I don't think we're going to be able to answer all the questions. Hopefully we can. I'm just going to have No, I, no, no, no. I don't want to no, I don't want to rush. I don't want to rush to these, these some of these are so good. Let's Is this better if we move back into the light? <laughs> Turn on this light right here. Turn on this light. It's okay. I'm okay, talking. Let me see. So watch this. Um Oftentimes when trust is, is broken, people attempt to restore a relationship by by putting frames where there's holes and they call it you know uh we got back together we're trying to make it work you're not trying to make it work you're covering up if you want to see real restoration happen real healing in order for there to be healing there must be revealing in order for anything to heal it cannot remain concealed so when you, when trust has been broken and you saying, I'm willing to work, what you are saying is I'm willing to look at the junk. I'm willing to look at the mess. I'm willing to look at the filth because if we're losing, you're using the analogy of a home, right? Everything's been torn. Then what you are committing to is I'm willing to do the work and face it head on. So when it's difficult, when it's frustrating, when it's ugly, uh, when there's things I don't want to reveal, when there's things I don't want to hear, you got to be willing to go there in order for there to really be, uh, in order for trust to really be rebuilt. Now, a lot of times um, trust is broken. There's not, there's not true healing and transformation and people just end up on a cycle. So you always end up doing the same thing because there was never transformation. You just make, you just made promises and promises are okay but never make a promise that you're not going to follow up through and you're not going to make happen i always say i always say if i've said it from day one in my relationship this is 
You want to know how we made it 10 years, 15 years total together, 10 years and strong, healthy and actually in love and, and feeling stronger than ever is because I always said I will not make a promise to you unless I'm actually going to do it. So when we receive our empty words and false promises, we go on that. But there's no there's no um, plan of action. All right. So if you want to rebuild the trust, don't, don't do what many people do. Don't do what we have, you know, done before where we have, we have a difficult moment and we just begin to just say, okay, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. No, no, no. It's not just saying I'm going to do better. It's the question is what exactly are you going to do? And when are you going to do it? That brings true transformation. So if you, if you, if your heart has been broken and trust has been, my baby setting up the atmosphere. She sent, she sent the mood right now. <laughs> she tried to help us. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry about the lighting, y'all. Y'all know, listen, we in Mexico. We on vacation. We don't got the lighting right. We international right now, baby. So listen, yeah, <laughs> the lighting is not right, but this, but this is still good. So often, a lot of times, your heart is broken and you hear the promises and you've, and you've heard it. More times than not, You've heard it before. You've heard it two times. You've heard it three times. You heard it four times. I'm, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. But the question is, what will you do? By when will you do it? And here it is. You've got to actually set mile markers. You've got to actually set some standards by saying, if I don't see this, all right? Yeah, you got to put some ultimatums. You got to know your worth. I'm talking to... You know, because you invited spouses and even boyfriends and fiancés to join. Yeah. And I think people are on here. So I'm speaking to both men mm -hmm. and women here. I'm not just speaking to women. Speaking to men and women because we invited spouses, husbands, and boyfriends, the whole thing. Fiancés. That's all good. So if you are constantly hearing, I'm going to do better, I'm going to do better. But you have not presented the ultimatum, the standards that you just can't keep hearing those false empty promises. That's right. So what do you do when you just, when you're not seeing the change? Well, you got to listen, you got to know your worth. Eventually you got to say enough is enough because I know people, you'll stay 10, 15, 20 years, just hearing empty promises to realize that you have, you have wasted precious time energy your heart your emotions your finances do not waste your time mm -hmm. now i'm getting in my bag and i'm getting passionate <laughs> you can there's one thing you you can rebuild a house a physical house you can get a new job if you lose a car you get a new car if you listen you can repair but time people you cannot get your time back do not waste your time on empty false promises. Do not just take, I'm going to do better. No, what's going to happen? What are we going to do better? Okay, we're going to do better. All right. Have we set the dates and times with pastors? Have we set the times with our counselor? Okay, we're, are, are, are we scheduling our dates? Are we doing this? Are we doing the other? Are we setting time to communicate? If that's not happening, you're going to end up in the same place. Do not waste your time. So you can always rebuild trust when the foundation is right. If the foundation is not right, you got more work to do. And if you're committed to do it, by listen, by all means, go more for it. More power to you. But listen, if you're just getting the runaround, if you've been hearing it for months and years and, and time after time after time, at some point, 
You have to hold each other accountable, like somebody put in the chat. You have to hold each other accountable. Accountability is important. All right. That was good, babe. I'm not going to add to that because I feel like that was <laughs> that was great. <laughs> so <laughs> thanks, babe. Um, so I hope that that answered that question out on trust. Um, is it okay if one of you likes to go to bed early and the other one goes to bed late? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Listen, you're looking at it. You're, right looking here. At a, you're looking. You're looking at a couple. She's always in bed before me. Um, I'm. I'm a night owl. I do. I work late. I, I'm usually up praying, studying late. That's my time. Um. So, so that's, 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 that's not an issue. Yeah. That's not an I issue. I think even with this question, um, just to add on a little bit, because I think maybe the thing is like, well, if this person, um, you know, if they're staying up and, you know, that means we don't necessarily get to do stuff together. Or for example, a perfect example is if we've set time together, I will let my husband know, babe, I'm going to bed early today. Like let, usually he knows she's in bed by one and i know that for some of you that's like oh my god 1 a.m 2 a.m but <laughs> 1 a.m is actually like a good time for me um so i might say like babe today like i'm going to bed at 11 p.m he knows that 11 p.m means i need to be upstairs at 10 30 if i want to spend quality time with my wife before i continue studying and quality time can mean a lot of things. So <laughs> if you're catching my drift, but if he shows up at 11 p.m. when I said I'm going to bed, ain't nothing happening. It's just a good night kiss and bye-bye, you can keep studying. So I know that sometimes that might be a concern where it's like, I like to, um, I like to, there are people who have specific times or different mood lighting for even, um, having their moments of intimacy. So there might be people who are saying like, I love to do this before bedtime. I love to do this at night. Um, so my biggest thing with that is literally just, you just, the communication piece just has to be there. You talk about it, but it's okay for one person to be up later than the other. One person might get up uh, earlier than the other. And all of those things are perfect. Yeah, if schedules are different, that means you just have to do a better job of communicating. Yeah. That means you have to be more intentional about setting the times where you meet together. That's what that means. Yeah. So because we know that our schedules are different, particularly in the evening, late evening hours, what we do is we, we communicate in advance um, so that we can, we can meet together, find a good compromise, a good meeting place to talk, to... Uh, listen, we got grown folks, we're married to have sex to, uh, what, you know, we have to find that time. So we just talk in advance because otherwise, if we, if we're not talking in advance and we're not communicating and then I'll just find myself just going to the room and seeing her asleep. And I'm like, well, there goes another night. Mm -hmm. We didn't really connect. We didn't have physical intimacy. We didn't, you know, well, you can't just go based on assumptions and just right. kind of going with the flow. No, you have to actually communicate yeah. those things. And that I think is great with this next question. Somebody said, how do you stay consistent in marriage? Mm. Um, and honestly, this is, this is a very broad question, I will say, because there's, there's a lot of different components to this. But in general, um, I will say that accountability leads to consistency. 
So, you know, when it comes to having the right accountability around you, you have, it helps to regulate consistency. So accountability leads to consistency. Um, and by accountability, I don't mean just accountability to each other. I mean accountability from even other people who are checking in, um, asking about the marriage or the relationship, um, people that are pouring into you. So all of those things continue to uh, flame or fire, you know, just continue to keep the, the fire of wanting to be consistent alive. So I hope that, um, that that makes sense. That question was very general, so. No, let, let me, okay. Do you so, want to continue so, to add uh, on to this one? Consistency in marriage, um, I, I read that, I interpret that as how do you stay strong in, in the marriage? That's how, that's how I understand that. Okay. How do you stay consistent is how do you stay strong, not just strong for one season or one year. How do you stay consistently strong in a marriage? Um, you know, and I don't mean for it to sound cliche, but, but for us, our faith, our, our foundation in Christ is our source of strength for our marriage. That is the source. That is where we draw strength. That's where we draw consistency. That is where we draw everything. All right. So, and you know, I don't mean it to sound cliche, but it's just, it's just the it's fact. True. It's just the truth that that is our, our foundation, that is everything to us. So that is how we have stayed consistent over all of these years. But also um, uh, ensuring that emotionally we are staying connected. Um, understand that you go through evolutions in relationships and especially in marriages. You will go through evolutions. I'm, we met when I was 18 years old Franny, you were 20, going on 20 years old. Mm -hmm. um, really, well, really, I was 17 going on 18. I was we became serious when I was 18 years old. And, and the reality is we are not the same people. Yes. All right. So this is, this is really good. I like, I like this one where this is going now. <clears throat> you have, in order for there to be consistency, you have to be willing to embrace the evolutions of life. So you have to be willing to accept consistent change. Mm, that's a good if one. you are not changing, if you are not evolving in your relationship, then your relationship is stuck. That means that the relationship is stagnant. So if you are still the same exact person that you were 10, 15 years ago, then there is a problem. Mm -hmm. And if you yourself are not growing, if you're not evolving, that means that it's gonna spill over into a marriage. That's right. It will be a stagnant marriage. Mm -hmm. But when you are both on a journey and you're not looking at a marriage as a destination, but you're looking at marriage as a journey, right. then you will remain consistent in a marriage because 
you are embracing everything that comes with the journey. That's right. In a journey, there are ups. In a journey, there are downs. In a journey, there are mountaintops. In a journey, there are valleys. In a journey, you get tired. In a journey, you find excitement. You find joy. You find fulfillment. But you also find heartache. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there is sickness. Time. Sometimes there is crisis. So how do you stay consistent in it? Is that you are willing to grow from every season that is presented to you. So you are willing to consistently evolve with one another. And I think that has been the thing that has been kind of one of our, our, our major um, strengthening points in the relationship, which is that with all of the changes that have come through our life, all right, we, when we started in, in our marriage, we didn't, uh, obviously, you know, we, well, for us, I'm not going to say obviously, at least for us, we did not start with children. Right. All right. right. So then, then the first baby came. All right. That's evolution. That's change. That's a new rhythm. But yet in the midst of change and a new rhythm, finding that consistency, consistently communicating, mm -hmm. consistently um, still being romantic with each other, mm -hmm. consistently still dating, consistently still fighting for each other, consistently still praying with one another, right. consistently. So all of the things, we all were of the doing. things we were always doing, the principles, though the rhythm changed, mm -hmm. evolution came, there were still those principles that were that those non compromising aspects of our marriage and our relationship that were still going, you know, so we were willing to evolve. Then the second baby came and then the third baby came and then, you know, full-time uh, um, uh, ministry in terms of a vocation came and so on and so forth. So many evolutions and just us as individuals, you know, growing in so many aspects, but yet consistency, finding consistency by, um, by again, remaining together through the evolutions of life. Right. So I hope that the person that asked that question, that that answered your question. <laughs> no, but, you know, and I think it answered more than one question, yeah, actually, yeah. that that hit on, on a couple. So um, we might not be able to get it. There's there's. Oh, man. Um, let me see. That one's deep. OK, so well, then we will we will do that one. Um, so like like there's only three left, babe. So let's just let's try to quickly get through them. Okay. There's only three left. This one is is a is a quick one. How do you find people you trust to watch the kids so you can get a date night? Um, I mean, honestly, this this goes to a village. I've. I know that there's pe different people who use apps and like for nanny care and, and all of that stuff. But when it comes to this one, there, there, there really is no how to, it's more like, who do you have around you that you already do trust? And then those are the people that you lean on to help with the kids. It doesn't have to be a professional nanny. It doesn't have to be like um, somebody who has a certification or, um, or any of those things. I think the, it's very important to literally lean on the people that are already in your social circle that you trust. So if you have to find people that you trust to watch your kids, then my question really is, do you have anybody in your circle that you trust? And if you don't, then you, you need, need to, to begin praying. You need to begin praying and you need to find a tribe. Um, because having a village for us was huge when we had children. And so that it, we never had to like use an app or anything like there, there are people that we trust. Um, 
And we, but we also always prayed before we knew yeah. we were entering a season where the girls needed care. We would always intentionally pray and for us praying and fasting to have the discernment to know, um, okay, this person is close and we do trust them because we, we, we're, we trust them in this area. But with the, the, the care of our children, that is a, that is a, a different measure and level of trust. So um, even in that is using your discernment is, is, is praying too in advance. Mm -hmm. um, and once you, 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 you sense the confirmation, then, you know, you go for it. Yeah. And I do think that one can get a little deep. Um, because the other thing too, is if you, if you have had traumatic experiences in the past yourself, yeah. um, then it may be like when you were a child, it may be difficult for you in general to trust anyone with your child. And that's just, that's a whole nother question. Well, the, 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 then that goes in people, the, the, the healing for themselves. That's the healing where we yeah. talked even about the session I think it was eight regulating your emotions. We, t we touched on that, but that, that has to do with healing because it may not, they, it's not that there aren't people in the world that can't be trusted. Um, it could just be with the fact that there's something internally for you that needs to heal so that you can trust in yeah. that area. Because um, when, when that, when that is healed in you, you will, your outlook in terms of trusting will also change. Yeah. So you'll see it that as the personal healing is being done, your outlook and your ability to discern who is trustworthy will also change. And you'll be able to see clear, clearer, um, when it comes, when it comes to that. Um, I want to quickly this out. I'll, I'll answer this very quick because we got a, a bonus. This is a bonus, but I think this is very deep and very important, but for sake of time, how are you all doing good? You're doing good, by the way, on the chat. Let us know how you guys are doing because, you know, um, uh, we we're are, enjoying this. And uh, we can go till 830. And, That's our cutoff, though. Babe. No, we, we got to go before. We got a, we got a reservation, girl. Yeah, at, at 8 o'clock our time. So what I'm saying is for them, it's 830. Different time. Different time. time. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So we have like 15 minutes to get through three questions you rushing me man <laughs> man my i am the wife tribe <laughs> I, i'm not here look she's been with y'all 10 sessions they don't take not, the time okay let me stop Answer talking the question <laughs> she rushing me i want to have a good time and i want to <laughs> anyways <laughs> what should you do tell me on the chat if you're enjoying this and that you you, you like that i'm here all right because she rushing me i love that you're no kidding. you <laughs> We just have reservations. <laughs> you, we, we have reservations. Look, 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 yes. Roxana, uh, Gabby, uh, Lily, uh, Ange, look at all these people. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what should you do? What should you do? I love you all so much. Thank you so much for commenting. I love and appreciate each and every one of you. What should you do if your partner doesn't want to have sex? That's a big problem. That's a big problem. I hope you're married. Because as a pastor, mm -hmm. I got to be clear as a pastor, I, I, I you know, and, and I hope that you all can respect my posture, my biblical standpoint, because I know, again, I want to respect everyone. I got love for everybody. Um, but but from my standpoint, I hope I'm answering this question, assuming and hoping that this is for a married couple. All right. So I'm going to answer freely because I'm assuming that. But watch this. There is a serious problem. In that case, that um, you yourself 
are not able to change, you can pray and, and, and hopefully facilitate conversations. But that is something that is, um, if this is a woman concerning maybe the husband, then, then let me kind of break it down from that standpoint. There is, there is um, something both spiritual and physical that, that, that is taking place there. And um, what, what can you do? You, it, it, listen, I, I've known of cases where women have done everything. You know, you've put on the right lingerie, you've, 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 you've done the dates, you've got out, you, you know, you've cooked the favorite food, you've, you put, you put the scents in the, and you got the oils you've done and to no avail. So listen, my heart goes out to you. Here's the reality. Do what I, what I, for, for whoever asked this question, what I will want to happen is that you feel like it's you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to think that it's you. Right. right. Cause then what, what happens is you can be- believe that you are the problem and then some deep insecurity um, and, and, and even anxiety and maybe some sort of depression can begin to take place because you're thinking you're not enough. I want to let you know you are enough. I want to let you know that you are loved. I want to let you know that you are beautiful. You may be thinking like, I don't look good enough. I'm not this. I'm not that. There's something physical um, and even, you know, that, that has to do that, that comes begins in the mental takes place in the physical, but there's even something spiritual there. So what can you do? Pray and hope that you come to a ministry like ours. <laughs> if you're not, um, listen, I'm just telling you how, how I'm just keeping it a, a, a thousand with you because you can, can we, can we, okay. Can we talk how we talk? Yes. You can, you can try to, they can try to, doctors can try to prescribe pills. That's going to treat. That's actually not going to get to the source of it. You can try to prescribe medication and this and that or the other, but um, there's something spiritual there. And then there has to be, there has to be real strong intentionality on their behalf to do the, 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 the mental work, to do the physical work, because it can be some eating things, some, some like your diet for dieting. It can be uh, other things. Listen, I'm going to keep it real. They're, they're, the reason they may want to not have sex is because they're, they're, <laughs> Oh man, I don't want to open a can of worms. Okay, uh, I'm not going to open a can of worms, but <laughs> but you are. But there there may be some 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 other some other things that are taking place in their life that is that is ultimately hindering them, and so we got to deal with some deeper things that 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 we can't fully answer here. I'll just say that. Yeah. Okay. So. Thanks, babe, though. Thanks for at least giving us a general answer for that one. That's good. Okay, then there is, how do you handle unexpected traits of your spouse that they did not show before marriage? What do you mean? Oh, you said for me to take this one? Okay, how do you handle unexpected traits of your spouse that they did not show before marriage? Oh, yeah, I will take this because this is husband is (laughs) asking. This person said the husband is asking. Um, this This is a great question. And actually, I feel like my husband already answered this one when he spoke about consistency in marriage. It is important to understand that any person you marry is evolving. So there are going to be things about that person that will evolve or um, uh, different things, different habits that you may not have noticed in the past that are that um, the person has picked up. Um, So these are 
it's just these are all things to keep in mind as you enter or walk in relationship or you say I do at the altar what you are doing is you're saying I do too for better for worse and sickness and in health (laughs) come rain or come shine I am here and that I am here is I am here to see you evolve Um, it's not I am here just to be with the with this person in this moment who is present standing in front of me it's this person plus the person that they are becoming so in any marriage um if you do not want a stagnant marriage and like my husband mentioned if you are looking at marriage which you should be looking at marriage from the lens of this is a journey this shouldn't be stagnant we should not be the same people that we were um five years ago ten years ago uh even the same people when we first met there should be evolution that is taking place in your marriage and so if that is the case then yes, there are going to be things about your spouse that they didn't necessarily show in the beginning. Now, if those are, um, if those traits become, are unexpected, are uh, this person said unexpected traits, if those traits are traits that are hindering the growth um, of the marriage, so they're they're limiting the marriage, the growth of the marriage, they're hindering your marriage, they're, they're making your marriage take steps backwards, then that's a completely different conversation. Um, Those are things that need to be addressed. Those are things that need to be communicated. There could be reasons that are unknown to you as to why those traits have occurred, whether it's a coping mechanism for something that has that has been introduced in the marriage, a family dynamic has now changed. Um, There are now kids involved. Listen, when my husband and I got married, he used to say that I was the most patient person he had ever met. Now that I have kids, <laughs> three of them, he's constantly talking to me about the fact that I need more patience. <laughs> so, so, all right, babe. <laughs> he's constantly telling me I need more patience. And I'm realizing that patience is actually not a virtue that I have, um, but it's one that, that God is helping me with and I pray about consistently. So, there are things that may happen due to a change in the dynamic and now there are things that your spouse is picking up in order to cope and oftentimes they may not even realize it so this is why having open communication is going to be key and it's going to be important and if it's something that you're saying i don't really know how to handle this you're not meant to have to handle it alone you go to the holy spirit for direction um on that particular trait or or whatever it is that you're seeing but you also approach your spouse and talk to them about it try to discover uncover discover so that you can better handle or approach um this person that is evolving into the best version of themselves so i hope that that answered that question and then the last one that we have here is what do you do if your in-law still has his ex in their life and seems to be if your in-laws still have his ex in their life and seem to be like to like like her her better better. okay okay so what do you do if your in-laws still have your husband's ex in their lives and they seem to like her better even after even after years of your marriage Listen, 
That is a bit of a problem. And I will say, if, if this is a woman who asked this question, if this is coming from the wife's, um, the wife asking this question, and, and babe, you also can comment on this one. But I would say, if this was my case, my husband needs to have a conversation with his parents. If the husband is here, let me turn this mic right here. <laughs> let me turn this, let me turn this, let me turn this thing right here. And I'm gonna look at, I'm gonna, if this is a wife, with the husband, right? Because that's not uh, clearly right. Yeah, so, you it, can't really but let me let me assume that this is if if the husband is watching, my brother, I must speak to you as a man respectfully. It is your duty mm -hmm. to defend, mm -hmm. to protect your queen mm -hmm. at all costs. Mm -hmm. If there is anybody around that is threatening the well-being the even the peace mm -hmm. of your queen my brother it is your job your duty and your responsibility you said for better for worse you said you said you said you're willing to give your life when you made vows when you made a commitment you're saying willing to give you're willing to give up your life but you're you say you're not you're willing to give your life for your for your wife but you're not willing to have a conversation you're not willing to have a conversation. Listen, I, <laughs> I don't I care. I don't care how good the, their relationship was. The fact is, she's an ex. Yeah. That means <laughs> that that means that you've been exed out of the equation forever. Somebody just asked a question. If it stops and where mom doesn't like your husband, mom thinks husband might not be good enough. It's oh, the, it's, it, this is deep, but it's a very similar situation. If it's the opposite situation, it is your job and duty, even as a wife, to protect and honor the integrity of your husband, the character of your husband. And so when you said, I do, the Bible says, for this reason, man shall leave his mother and his father and cleave to his wife, join to his wife and they will be one flesh. Your husband is a reflection of you and you are a reflection of him. You are now one. When you, when you sign that paper and you say I do to each other, you are now one. So anytime your family speaks negative about your spouse, whether They're you are speaking, female yeah. or male, they are speaking negatively about you. If they're, if they're speaking um, negatively about your, your spouse, saying that this person is not good enough, they're also speaking poorly about your decision-making. Whether or not your decision-making is poor, that's between you and God. But the point is, if you committed to this relationship, it is your duty and your responsibility to defend it to die for it, to fight for it. Um, that is what cleaving to your spouse means. You both are now one. So regardless of what the situation is, there should, there should not be, um, there should not be any case. If you want, if you want to ensure that you are having a that there is peace in your marriage, then you want to make sure that there is, is you can just exit that thing because okay. I think it puts it on the screen. I got you, I got you. Then you can just, it, you have to ensure that at all costs you are doing um, what you need to do to defend 
that marriage? Because here's the thing. Uh, the reality is your family, they're not the one, they're not the one that made the choice. They're not, they're not the one that's laying in the bed at night with them. So uh, you need to do, again, your part to, to ensure that you're honoring, that you're defending, and that you're protecting. And listen, you need to set boundaries, people. Mm -hmm. Let me speak clearly, I think, because this touches on the ex situation. And just to kind of wrap all this up, whether it's a man, woman, you know, it's your husband or it's your wife and, and exes are involved. You need to place clear boundaries and do not allow. This is something in our household. Let you want to know how and why we've made it this far. Healthily blessed, successful, prosperous, still in love is because we never allowed anybody, anybody, not our mothers, mm -hmm. not our fathers, not our brothers, sisters, nobody. Not watch this because we're pastors, not even our church members. It don't matter. Nobody gets in between us mm -hmm. and nobody can ever speak sideways, crazy or say anything to me about her. Mm -hmm. They can keep they can have an opinion mm -hmm. because opinions is like, well, I'm not going to say the same, but everybody has an opinion. Uh, everybody has their their advice. Everybody has their their way that they would do it. But baby, that is your opinion. Mm -hmm. All right. If I ask for your advice, then I will listen. But I don't need any unlisted advice or information. We have counselors. We have mentors. We have pastors. We have people that re reliable people that keep us accountable, check in on each other. But. When you have a when you have a bias already have a negative opinion when you've had a negative experience, listen. Those folks are always going to have something to say if they have a bad outlook or experience in their life. They are going to attempt at every cost to uh, to impose their fears upon you. Right, right. So you can't allow anybody. I don't care who it is, and I got to be clear mm -hmm. because I know, especially we have people from different backgrounds here. We have. Um, we have black, uh, black people, we have Latinos here, we have people from different contexts. But let me just speak from the Latino context. Our Latino families, they love being in people's business mm. and they love crossing boundaries. But in our household, that don't, <laughs> it ain't gonna happen. Yeah. Don't let it happen in your relationship. Yeah. All right. Because the Bible says, for this reason, a man, let's go Bible, a man shall cleave to a woman and they shall become one. It's not, though when you, when you marry a person, you are in, in a sense marrying their family. That is true. But the reality is even with our families, there must be boundaries. So make your boundaries clear. Don't just let that ex just come up in a relationship and, and, and just come in and out and do as they please. You got to have conversations like, no, this is not happening anymore. You got to put your foot down. You got to have healthy boundaries respectful boundaries mm -hmm. and not allow anybody to cross that. And it doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. I got to be clear about that. It don't matter who it is. Yeah. And, and just because it's your parents doesn't give them the right to do it. So, you know, regardless of whether they had a relationship with that girl or that guy years before, at the end of the day, the question is, this goes back to loyalty. It's where does their loyalty stand? And if they're choosing an outsider over their own child, then that speaks volumes 
to even their level of loyalty to you. And then that needs to be analyzed and addressed. So I hope that that answered that question. All right, we were able to get through all of them. <laughs> I hope that you guys enjoyed this. Yes, I hope people that are saying was this was good. People are saying this is good. Uh, wonderful. Thank you all who are commenting. <laughs> I was say, listen, girl, we, listen, we talking about relationship. We going on a date right now. So. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad. That this oh, look at say, don't go. Oh, I love you all. We love you all. <laughs> we love you we guys. Miss you, too. miss you guys so this much. This was fun. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you for being part of the podcast today. Um, and I look forward to doing more of this in the girlfriend tribe. So that's going to be exciting when we get to do more of these Q and A's. This was awesome. Yeah. So look, oh yes. Look, eat tacos for me. We already <laughs> had tacos. We already had, um, um, huevos rancheros with mole, uh, for the non-Spanish speakers. That's just some good Mexican stuff. Uh, <laughs> we've been having a great time. Our, our views have been wonderful. The weather is hot out here, but you know, um, we're enjoying every, every part of it. Yes. We were doing the, the math and it was like, um, over maybe it's like four years since, since she, no, what am I talking about? No, it's been like five, six years, five, yeah. five six years since it's just been us. As in like no child in my no, belly. No child in her belly or no child, child with us on a vacation. It's been like almost six years yeah. that we've been on a vacation, just me and her. All the other vacations, she's had a, a baby, whether it was the first, whether it was the second, whether it was the third. So this is the first time like 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 back in the day where it was just us. So we're we having a great time. We miss our babies. We miss our babies. Yeah. Um, but thank you all again so, so much for joining and you will be receiving an email from me shortly. So just as a, um, a quick recap and reminder, because I, I also will have to wait for this to be uploaded so I can put it in, your, in the playlist for you guys. But just as a quick reminder, you'll be getting that email from me. Information about joining the Girlfriend Tribe is in there. Um, information about completing your post-program uh, survey. Please, please, please. That's going to be so helpful as I relaunch the program and the testimonial. So if you do a written one, thank you. Thank you so much. If you want to do a video one, you can email that video one to me. I think the deadline for those testimonials is Saturday for the video one as well. And that gives you your $5 Starbucks gift card for the video testimonial. Yeah. So um, I look forward to seeing some of you, if not, if not all of you, some of you in the girlfriend tribe um, that will launch next week and praying you guys have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your evening. All right. Listen, um, can we do just a quick, prayer before we close yes, out yes let me as a pastor i want to say for you a quick prayer for everybody lord thank you so much for allowing us to have this time this wonderful time with this wonderful tribe yes, of beautiful anointed powerful women that um that have been a part of this process this journey and also there are some men that have connected today lord i thank you for all of them i pray you. that you would continually empower them teach them 
bless them, be with them in their journeys, in their relationships. I pray you would cover them. I pray that your love would strengthen them. I pray your Holy Spirit would embrace them. I pray that as, as questions were being answered, I pray, Father, that it would be you illuminating them and, and giving them the, the next steps and the action steps that they need to take. I pray that you would strengthen their relationships and their marriages. And I pray, oh God, that what you have done for my wife and I over the last 15 years yes. and especially in the 10 years of marriage i pray that you would do for everyone that is watching yes. whether they are married now or for those looking forward to marriage i pray the same blessing i pray the same grace the same strength the same unity the same vigor the strength the same energy the same purpose and and, and life fulfilling relationship that you have given us i pray the same for everybody that is watching so i thank you for them we cover them in the precious and mighty name of jesus amen and amen, amen. i love you all until next time peace, peace love, love and god, god bless, bless.